Life can be messy and hard, but one of the things God has promised to give us is freedom, freedom deep in our hearts that is not dependent on the ever-changing waves of circumstances, but set on the steadfast promises of God. This freedom gives us a secure identity, even with a broken past. It helps us have joy in parenting, even when we are completely exhausted. This freedom gives us love for our spouses, even when they are unlovable. And it can give us purpose in our careers, even if it's not the one we want. But I feel stuck sometimes, don't you? What does it really mean that Christ has set us free? That's why we're here. Welcome to the Abiding Free Podcast with Kristen and Shannon. We invite you to walk on this bumpy but beautiful journey toward freedom as we learn to abide in Him. Get ready for tears and laughter and everything in between. Because this podcast is about living from the truth that, yes, it was for freedom that Christ has set you free. Hi, everyone. I hope you were able to listen to our episode last week. I am excited to dive into some encouraging truth again today. And just, I just love the topic we're going to discuss. Yeah, it's this concept that Shannon and I have been talking about this about this pendulum swing. And it's basically something we've seen in our own dating lives before, you know, before we were married with our husbands. And we also see how it's a constant battle mm-hmm. in our marriage. And so this is why we want to talk about it today. And it's um, basically it's a swing. And what we do sometimes is we can swing one way where we expect too much from the one that we love. We put them on this pedestal. And then the minute that they make a mistake, or they mess up, we, you know, swing it all the way the other way. And that's where, you know, some of the symptoms of that are the attacking Mm -hmm. or the criticizing in a wrong way. And so I remember a pastor a long time ago saying something that has really stuck in my mind that I think sums up this idea. And what he said, it just, it gave me chills when I first heard it is those that we idolize. Now, of course, this is apart from God, (laughs) but those that we idolize, we will quickly demonize. Now, what Mm -hmm. he meant by that is, Basically that when we're idolizing them, again, that's where the pedestal comes and we're putting them on this pedestal. We're putting them like as equal or above God of the things that we really should only be, you know, getting from the Lord. But um, quite frankly, we are thinking of them more highly than we ought to. But then we also make this mistake and we then we you know, if they make a mistake or, you know, something happens, we can demonize them. And that is basically when we're thinking of them more lowly than we should. So today we want to talk about what this looks like and how we should think of our significant others, whether we're in a dating relationship or a marriage relationship and the place that we really need to start from. Yeah, this is this is so good. So good for me, you know, just even thinking through all of these. I've seen so much of this in my own marriage. And just like you mentioned, even thinking back to our time dating, if you guys listened to the last episode, you'll know that my husband and I, we fell in love at 15 and we dated until we got married at 22. And so that was a lot of years. And during that time frame, I just idolized that man. And it was interesting because for me, uh, it was, I was so acutely aware of his flaws just because we, we basically grew up together. Um, so it, it wasn't that I thought he was like this amazing person. I was mm. very well aware that he wasn't. It was more that I expected him to be for me what only God should be. Oh, that's a good way to describe it. You know, yeah. and I, I put him in this place as my everything. You know, the primary person I depended on for comfort and love. And I actually, a, a few years ago, I started writing a, a book about kind of our, our dating journey and I called it something 
something beautiful and I haven't finished it yet. But, but the reason I called it that I actually started it off talking about this time where I, after he had broken up to broken up with me, um, it was in our junior year of college and I, the desperation that I felt and and I described this time where I was actually chasing him in my car and it was pretty intense, but it made me think about how how that is even glorified in the movies. Like you think about romantic movies or things in our culture and this desperation that you feel, I mean, I could think of a million different romance movies, but the desperation that you feel for the other person, it's beautiful. It's quote, it looks beautiful or passionate. Well, and there's always like a beautiful song that's like moving you as you're watching this. (laughs) Exactly. And I felt like I was in a movie in my life, you know, just like chasing him in that car and many other situations. But the reason I called it something beautiful is because in reality, it is beautiful because that need, that desire, that desperation is in us because the only person who can meet that desire is God. And when I'm placing somebody else as the, the what, the, what am I trying to say? The the goal or the, the, the target of that desire, you know, that's where that idolizing is Mm -hmm. happens. And anyway, so that for me, um, was a big part of, of my, of my dating journey. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and instead of having the love and the romance being just gift, I looked at it as the answer. Oh, that's Um, powerful. Yeah. Say that again, that I like that. So you saw, instead of seeing it as a gift, it was an answer. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And powerful. Yeah. And, and, you know, so that idolizing, idolizing pattern in dating, you know, it did make for, you know, hard times and then, then in marriage. Mm, Exactly. Shannon. Yeah. I think, um, you know, it's funny when Brent and I were dating, we were like long distance for a significant part of it. We actually had a hard engagement in dating. And so when I thought of, you know, oh, someone idolizing someone, it was not what I considered to be for myself because we, all we could do at the time, I was living in Hawaii. My um, husband, you know, boyfriend at the time was um, in Arizona and we only could communicate. So, Hmm. you know, we would be, um, we would just be talking. And so we actually had some difficult times in our engagement. So to me, the thought of that I was idolizing him was just no bizarre because idolizing I thought as similar as what Shannon's mentioning is like this, you know, um, I didn't realize it was, you know, far beyond just like seeing someone as perfect. Mm. And basically I remember, um, I, what I started doing is, you know, I have a past, um, a, you know, sexual sin and I basically, and my husband really, really doesn't. I mean, in his heart and his mind, he did, which, um, but it's, he had not acted upon a lot of that. And so I started putting my sins, um, as the bad sins, you know, my sins were worse than his and his sins were less than mine. So there I was, you know, doing this pendulum swing. And I remember I was talking to my brother one time and he was just such a godly encouragement and, I remember I was in tears and I was like, Michael, I, I don't deserve, I don't deserve Brant like this. We were dating and because of my past and, you know, I thought I was going to get the answer that the world, you know, wants to give us is yes, you do. Like, you know, you've done great things in your life. And he actually said the very opposite. He said, you're exactly right. What you deserve is far worse. And what Brant deserves is far worse, but this is a gracious God. And this is, and this is why the main, the, one of the main things we want to communicate is the only thing that is going to center this pendulum, stop it from swinging is the center, which is the gospel. And so the gospel we want to be the center. And that's really what my brother was doing in that moment Mm -hmm. was 
sharing the gospel that, you know, I was a wretched sinner just as Brant. And, um, you know, in, in, in Romans, it says the wages of sin is death. Now notice it doesn't say the wages of certain sins or the mm. wages of, you know, 10 versus eight sins. It's, it's every sin. Now, mm. of course there's deeper consequences and there we can, we'll talk about later. There are, we think deeper consequences to sexual sin, but again, any sin was what, you know, leads us to death and, and in God's gracious mercy he has died on the cross and take taken that penalty upon himself so again where we i had to come to was the centering from that gospel message <laughs> I, I didn't even tell you this um Kristen, but yeah but this morning that was the verse that god had just impressed upon no my way. heart yeah wow. yeah and 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 i was just that's i was so just crying awesome. over it and wow. and and i think that that's just so powerful because that goes back to the abiding and in back to the freedom and in these marriage relationships that we're talking about, because the only way, even though I fail so often, the only way that I am able to walk in the place that we're talking about of the freedom and the grace with our spouse and not falling into the idolizing or demonizing pattern mm, yeah. is in understanding the truth of what you just said, that truth of the gospel. But you have to be reminded daily, and that's in the abiding in Christ, in the morning, wow. falling before his feet and hearing that truth and spending the time to repent wow. for your sin on a day-to-day basis and seeing yourself before God on his throne and him just humbling you in your heart and your mind. Mm. And, and recognizing, you know, that the wages of sin is death and that that's what I deserve. But wow. God and his grace is my savior. Oh, and when you're yeah. coming through and when you're approaching your day with that perspective, wow, it just changes everything, changes everything. So it changes. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I, I think. Um, yeah. And I think so for me, again, it was like I said, in dating, it was the idolizing. And then, yeah, I, I just loved what you said, what that pastor said. It's so true. Because in marriage, that's when the demonizing started for me. And something that I've done is actually on my prayer wall in my closet, I have the words, I have like a big you know, butcher paper on the wall. And and I write just truth that God speaks to me. And and one of the things that I have on there is do not judge or condemn. And I'm specifically referencing my husband. And I think what's interesting is that I never attached that verse to like my marriage. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like, I don't (laughs) all these other things. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And, um, and it's just, you know, you just think, well, I don't judge and I'm not judging. I'm not condemning. Mm. But what I started to realize is in reality, I was so like, for example, Um, like if, if I've been working hard all day and with the kids and it's been a hard day or whatever, and my husband comes home and, um, isn't as helpful as I think he, as he should be or, or whatever, and my feelings are hurt or I'm feeling taken advantage of, Mm. um, when I respond in anger to that or anxiety or frustration, I'm not necessarily responding because I'm just so hurt and overwhelmed. I'm, for me personally, I know it's different, but for me personally, um, I am frustrated at the unjustness and the, um, and the unequitable unfairness of what's happening in that situation. So deep and I, and I don't process this all. And a lot of times I don't think we do, but deep in our hearts, we're thinking, wait, this isn't right. This isn't fair. Say your husband's, you know, uh, I I need a break. I'm, I'm tired from my day of work and you don't get a break. 
you know, yeah. well, that's not really fair. Right. You know, exactly. But yeah. the reason I'm so frustrated is because <laughs> I am putting myself in that judge's position to decide what's wow. fair and what's not fair, what's right and what's not right. Wow. And I'm choosing to condemn what I as the judge have decided what's not right. Whereas okay. if I just knew that that wasn't my role, do you know what I mean? And yeah. just stepped back, I wouldn't even really get to that demonizing point. I don't know. It's kind of random, but does that make sense? Oh, it well, it totally does. And something that just a light bulb went off in my head when you're sharing that, that you so um, highlighted so well is I hadn't even fully thought through this, but when we're swinging the pendulum, it's not just that we're, I think what you highlight is we're not just putting them in a certain spot. We're also then taking on another role for mm. ourselves mm. that we're not meant to play. Mm. Mm. So whether it's the judge or whether it's this, you know, condemned sinner, mm-hmm. we are a sinner, but we are not condemned. And mm. so mm. I think that you highlight that. Well, it's so funny. Um, just to all, everyone out there who's listening, I was just telling Shannon this a story this morning. We were chuckling about it because it, <laughs> it was like I was playing judge. But, you know, my husband and I are past- fasting and praying about something. And, um, I, you know, my daughter is not, obviously. And I was cooking dinner you know, for her. And I, I kind of was just frustrated because he, he went out of the room because he's like, it's hard to be around food when you're fasting. And I remember just kind of being, you know, unkind and just saying, you know, well, it must be nice to, you know, not, <laughs> not have to be around food all day. Like I'm cooking her, you know, you're in your office by yourself. He has this heat right now with um, some of the COVID stuff. He's still in his office by himself. And so he's sitting there without this food smell. And I even threw out, you know, I thought I was so spiritual by saying, you know, even Jesus was in the desert. <laughs> By himself with no food around, okay? <laughs> As if like food was there, he would have been imperfect, which is just blasphemous. <laughs> so there we go. The mother so, complex. Yes. So Shannon actually, we were talking about before the podcast is just there there is an example of, yeah, I was I wanted an equitable situation. Mm. And again, that in my heart was plagued judge. No, it's now, you know, we're not talking through all the things about serving one another and, mm-hmm. and that, mm-hmm. but we're just focusing right on our heart in mm-hmm. this when things don't go the way we want. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And and just another story um, is, you know, how this got brought into our marriage. I know Shan's going to share some more as well. But um, when we were first married and my husband gave me permission to share this story, but when we were first married, we got in this really, really big argument. And, um, we, it it was one of those where you're like, okay, let's just, our voices were raised, it was heated and we were like, let's just take a break. Let's, you know, and, um, we just needed some space to, to think through things. And my husband, um, said he went out and he, I think he felt like I needed to apologize, you know, and, and he was really frustrated and he was telling God, he's like, God, she doesn't, she doesn't deserve, you know, um, she doesn't deserve this, like this, um, his forgiveness or his love for his, my forgiveness. And, and God basically showed him that actually, um, this isn't about what she deserves. It's about my relationship with you Mm. and, and first, and, um, and my relationship with you calls you to forgive. And so he, he shared with me that he had this big shift that, really it had to start, it has to start with this relationship with the God, with God. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, when people say, Oh, I love God so much more than my spouse. I think that sounds weird to people, mm-hmm. but what my husband and I have seen over and over again is when we are loving God, when we are putting him in his rightful place as our true idol, like as our true mm-hmm. idol, um, 
it, it doesn't actually it doesn't actually lower way down to an unhealthy place. It actually makes us enable and empowered and strengthened to love and serve the other one more mm. than when we're trying to make when we're trying to put them in a place that we shouldn't. Mm. That's so good. It's 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 interesting. It's just putting things in the places they're supposed to be. And don't we as women just like that in general? Oh, yeah. Right. So, so, I mean, true. God just built us to like things in their proper place. Yes. And but it's so funny that that's such a struggle mm-hmm. because what we're doing is so often putting things not in their proper place. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just it's so interesting. But it was it was something that I've even just been convicted about too. And even we were just talking about on Sunday with some other friends, just the reality of just accepting people for who they are, which Mm -hmm. ties into what we're talking about. And just, again, it's one of those truths that you know, but just need to be reminded of. And, and for me, that's, it's, it's, it is a battle. It has been a battle, but it is so freeing when you just accept and release and, um, and just trust God to handle handle the rest. Yes. So, but yeah, I mean, cause this, and, and when you go about the, go about it the other way, I mean, there's whole, there's a whole nother level of this conversation. You know, there's codependent stuff. There's mm-hmm. so many different things that yes. can come into play when we are handling this wrong, Absolutely. which my husband and I have had to walk through and struggle with, but there's a lot of layers, a lot of layers. There. Yeah. And yeah. So how, so in, it, just in, in our last time here with you all, um, we'd love to talk through just in closing, like, what does this practically look like? And how do we do this? Like, how do we center ourselves from this pendulum swing? And, you know, it's easy to just say, well, the gospel message, but like, what is, what does mm-hmm. that look like? Yeah. And I, I think it looks like what we were talking about just a bit ago, but I just really want to highlight it as a takeaway. And that is, and that is that humbling before God. Mm-hmm. That is I think those are the main things that humbling yourself before God, that putting things in its proper place yes, and that abiding in Christ for the strength to be able to even do that. Yes. And <laughs> yeah. And he, as we abide in him, he will give us his eyes. He will give us, you know, these, these God lenses to honestly, to see the other one as a wretched sinner, mm. a wretched sinner saved by grace. Mm. And that's the right perspective. Um, and then in doing so, he's going to strengthen us. He's mm-hmm. going to empower us. He can empower us to love mm-hmm. that wretched sinner. Mm-hmm. And as because we are mm-hmm. and and he's going to remind us in that, that we too are a wretched sinner that needs mm-hmm. grace. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just want to say here too, that we understand some of you out there are perhaps in a very difficult marriage situation, whether it's someone who maybe doesn't even believe in God, is not even seeking to live, you know, a a righteous or right lifestyle. And we just want to say that this, a a lot of this may not apply to specific situation. There may be, especially if there's any type of abuse, we are not advocating for you you to stay in any sort of situation. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah. And I think that's, like you said, another topic that we need to get into because even in my own life, there's there's just this line, but part of this confusion of idolizing and demonizing is this loss of boundaries that has happened. And that's been something that my husband and I have struggled with. So there is times where you can be, be hurting each other and abusing each other. But as God changes you from the inside out, that can be addressed and healed when it's managed, if that makes sense. But then there's other times, like you're saying, Mm -hmm. where, 
God calls us to put up these strong boundary lines. Yes. You know what I mean? So we're not, we just want to put a little precursor out there. We're not getting into all that stuff right yes, now. This exactly. is kind of just the, the top level stuff mm-hmm. that we're talking about, but we just want to make sure that everyone understands that we understand that this is a complex issue and that there are so many different scenarios and so many different situations. But the beauty and the reality is that even though each answer and specific solution to all of our individual situations would be different, the truth remains the same. Mm-hmm. And the truth and the truth is that God is our everything. Yes. The truth is that, that. He is where our strength comes from. He is where I should be focused on and that we need to see people the way he sees them. Absolutely. Yes. That's so powerful. Yeah. And just that the thing about loving them, loving whoever it is, our significant other, is that when we do what Shannon is saying is where our eyes are on him, he's actually going to pour out his love in our hearts and remind us that, you know, loving others doesn't become you know, something about what they do Mm. or what they don't deserve. It actually comes from a place of being loved first. And that is the gospel. And so thank you guys so much for joining us today. And um, we hope you have an awesome week and look forward to next week. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you have a second, please share this episode with someone you love. Also, if you could scroll down and rate our podcast and follow us on social media at Abiding Free, this will help us reach more with the message of freedom. Yeah. And then just be sure to join us next week for another episode and know we love and are praying for you.